Hey guys, welcome to Inside the Bird. It's been probably over a month since we've last recorded. We got a good amount of stuff to talk about. And for a guest today, we have Kareem. So what's up? What's going on, guys? It's good to be on. Yeah, it's first time. We've been trying to do this for months. Yeah. yeah. Ready. The future of covering. So, uh, I, I actually, I cannot say that I'm smarter than it's going to take for me. It's it's good to have you on. It's good to have you on. Appreciate it. Yes. Um. Yeah. I just could I uh, plug my socials real quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you guys can follow me at Cardinals Prospects on Instagram and on Twitter, Kareem SSN. So yeah, and I like talking about prospects. Uh, but Twitter, I do like everything like baseball football like whatever i want to talk about basically yeah uh go check him out he's been he's been posting prospects i mean almost daily um it's on both pages right instagram and twitter right now yeah i've been i've been posting uh on both twitter and instagram yeah so go check that out if you want more info on just Cardinals prospects specializing in that. Um, but outside of that, yeah, as, as Jeff said, it's been over a month now. Uh, it was like a day before the deadline since we last released everything. And we were talking about Juan Soto. Yeah, Juan it's, Soto. it's yeah. crazy how quickly things change in a month. That, yeah. The Juan Soto stuff feels like it was, it was a year ago. It, it feels so distant. It really does feel like it was so long ago. I mean, it felt like the whole month of July, though, is kind of talking about Soto. Like, that that went on for weeks. Um, and it's kind of interesting to see, now that we can kind of talk about the return they got, um, I guess you could say it's headlined by James Wood and C.J. Abrams. Um, Mackenzie Gore, I don't know, I'm not that big of a fan of, but what would you guys think? I think James uh- Wood's the clear headliner. Um, I recently did a top one uh, or top 50 position player prospect ranking with uh, Cardinals Reek, and we had Wood as our number one overall prospect. The data is just fucking amazing. Like he's he's probably the most talented player in the minor leagues. Um, I think it's definitely aggressive to have him one at this point, but I mean the data is so good, and we kind of wanted to make a statement. But yeah, he's in my opinion he's the clear head headliner of that trade. Yeah, um, I agree. I, like at, at first glance, and I think many people are like, "This is underwhelming." But James Wood is like, if he's not on your top five right now, um, you're a little behind. I'm, I'm pulling up some data now, but it was a it was a great trade for both sides. But I think Washington really came out with like a great return. I, I'm not big on Gore, but Abrams and um, Wood are just phenomenal players. Um, their future is bright even though it looks kind of bleak right now. But give it give it five years. Give it five years, and we'll see the benefits of trading Juan Soto, as surprising as that may sound. Um, you, can't, you can't forget about Harleen Susana. Man, yes. there's 102. Well, he's 18 years old, I believe. Uh, very talented pitcher. Um, yeah, I think they, they got a lot for Soto. Um, but, I mean, is a lot enough for, like, one of the greatest hitters of all time. I don't know, but I think they did decently well for the market. 
Yes, absolutely. Brady? Um, I would say that it all depends, this Juan Soto trade. It all depends on if the Padres extend him, which I don't think they're going to like right now, especially because he hasn't been playing particularly well. But if he has a good year, if he has a good year next year, I think the Padres will extend Soto. I'd expect he has a good year next year. I mean, yeah. Um, the question is: Is he willing to extend with someone? I think he is, but I think I think if if the Padres don't lowball him like the Nationals did, I think he'll he would do it. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if it really depends on what he's going to be looking at for next year. Like, if he if he has a great year, would he want to sign an extension? Padres? Well, I, mean, I would say it would you don't, be, you don't necessarily extension territory would be like if he has like a median 50th percentile type season. Oh, okay, I get. If he saying. has like a like a 90th percentile or 80th percentile type season, then I think he might not want to take an extension. Yeah, and if he has a straight up below his expectation type season, then I don't think the Padres are going to want to extend him. I I don't I don't see them extending Soto. They'll obviously want to, but he's going to free agency, in my opinion, like 100%. And um, when you've got two uh, studs like Tatis and Machado already locked up, I don't know where you find the money to also you know, sign Soto and have a decent team other than like those three guys, you know? So I, I can't really see it happening. I think when they traded him, uh, they thought about, oh, these next two and a half years, we have these you know, three of the best players in baseball in the same lineup. Um, Obviously, the Tatis news is unfortunate, but um, still for two years, and I think you're feeling pretty good, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball with those three. Yeah, I mean, without him extended now, you you have him on a relatively cheap contract for someone who's, like, a top-five player. You can hopefully build around that. Um, I mean – they can extend them, but as Kareem said, uh, building outside of that would be awfully hard if you can't develop pitchers and your GM is an AJ Preller who likes to trade away all that well, depth eventually. Well, this is under the assumption. I, I would assume if the Padres, if they miss or don't go far in the playoffs, I'm not sure AJ Preller sticks around. I think if, they'll make the playoffs. If it, uh, it's not. I think I think yeah. they will. I'm not certain. I think the Brewers could definitely come back, but if they miss, he's definitely getting fired. And if it's if it's like a wild card elimination, then I think fans are not going to be happy because Padres fans after the Soto trade were expecting World Series or bust. And I feel like uh, it doesn't even matter if you think that he's done a good job with trading for Soto. I think this is just how a lot of organizations run themselves. Basically, if they don't get results, someone is going to get fired, and they just fired their manager last year. Yeah, they've already done. They've already done the other scapegoats at this point. If they yeah. don't meet expectations again, AJ Pro is really the only one left to be cut off. Yeah, I do think he gets a Tatis excuse though. Yeah, that's fair. That's a, that's very possible. Um, even he, though. By signing Machado, yeah, right. I mean, even 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 with that, he had all the death in the world like a few years ago, and that's all gone. Um, with some of the trades he's made, the pitching is kind of mid; it's not great. So, um, 
my roommate walks in. <laughs> um, but no, he should be fired. He's bad. Mix it up. Yeah, but I guess um, looking out from the Cardinals' perspective, though, acquiring Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader and then Jose Quintana for Johan Oviedo and uh, Nunez. Kind of looking at I feel like by far the better trade has been Montgomery, but that's it. we don't know yet what's going to happen with Bader. So that'll, that'll be kind of interesting. So what is your guys' thoughts? Isn't uh, Bader supposed to come back? I mean, he should be coming back soon, hopefully. I think he yes. just went on a rehab assignment. So, yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. And it's a player to be named later if he doesn't come back. That trade was actually I, – I was pissed. I was upset about it because it's Harrison Bader. But, I mean, Montgomery's really good. Um, and the, the results he's gotten, they're not sustainable, but – um, they needed a pitcher who can actually go seven innings, get like eight strikeouts for nine and limit damage. And they did that. They did that. Um, great trade. Great trade. I praise John Mazalak. Um, extend him. We love him here. Something Not only. I, lo- I, love oh, how low, I love how low our expectations are. Like, like <laughs> eight strikeouts for nine. That, that's the bar. Eight strikeouts <laughs> for nine. That's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. I mean, not only did we get our, you know, I think Montgomery's our best pitcher, to be honest, at this point. Um, we also freed up that spot in the outfield. I know Bader was hurt, but uh, giving Lars Newbar more opportunities to take over that right field spot. And, you know, I know this recent stretch, he hasn't looked great, but um, overall in the season, he's done a great job offensively and, you know, defensively as well. So Something I want to kind of toot our own horn is – the fact that we were talking about this earlier this season about a potential like Harrison Bader trade, um, and I don't think a lot of people were, were really think, thinking this was a possibility, but like honestly, like it makes a ton of sense for the Cardinals to trade Bader now, especially like Kareem said, like opening up a spot for an outfielder they see more potential offense with. Um, it, it, the question is now really like, what is center field still? Because I, I don't know. It's, Dylan Carlson really your center fielder, especially no. in the future. I, I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. Actually, I mean, I love Dylan Carlson. I mean, that's my whole mantra. It's been uh, his hitting's kind of not encouraging. The defense looks great. I don't know how sustainable that is. I don't know if that's going to stick over like a full season of seven hundred to. 1100 innings but um we took for granted the, the defense that Bader had because I've seen a lot of balls fall that just didn't fall in May although I mean this this might be an issue with defensive metrics and they're kind of like fluky but his defensive metrics aren't really get good this season I mean at least I don't last last time in I center that. field in center field they're pretty good yeah they are it's yeah. Isn't that isn't that the only position he's played? No, oh, right Bader at the start. Bader and Carlson. Oh, Bader. Oh, yeah, Bader. Uh, I thought you were talking about Carlson. There was there was like a there was like a slight decline, which again, um, I, I find it funny that they somehow pulled this trade off when he had 
uh, heel injury that was probably going to last him the rest of his career. I don't know why a team bid on that and traded Jordan Montgomery, but that's not my issue. Um, but yeah, th- there was a slight decline. He was still like a top. There's, <laughs> there's still. Oh my god, you guys shut up. Um, there was he's still like a top five defensive center fielder. Yeah, he has um, six outs above average in center field this year. I don't think DRS loves him, though. Um, let me check. Um, yeah, OAA just likes him because OAA doesn't account for Bader's tiny little arm. Yeah, so he's a negative two defensive run saved in center field this year. So, yeah, I mean, that's a clear decline from last year. Something um... – Something I know, Peyton, you've mentioned before is considering maybe Jordan Walker, potential center fielder, what do you think that is still a possibility at this point? And Kareem, I would also like to know your opinion on this. You said Jordan Walker? Yeah. Uh, no. No. I would keep him all right. Uh, just because it's hard to adjust to center field. And the, you can, I mean, I wouldn't keep him at the zone. As hold on, because my roommates are come, uh, making a bunch of noise in the background. Kareem, you answer the question. All right, I think I think at this point Jordan Walker has the speed to play center, but you know he's just getting used to the outfield. I don't know what it looks like in center. He's only played like a couple games there. Um. Uh, long term, I think it's more of like a corner outfield build. Um, I don't know if the speed will be there uh, long term. He's, he's definitely fast right now, but you know, with the build, I don't know if he'll be able to be fast throughout his career. You know, so um, definitely more of a corner outfield guy in my opinion. Um, but you, you don't want to rule it out. You gotta see. You gotta see him play in center first. So get him adjusted in, in the outfield because he's only done it this year for like half the year. You know, doesn't yeah. he have five? Doesn't he have like five DRS, DRS in like thirty-five innings? That's what I pulled up like yesterday. DRS borderline of uh, Davenport runs. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think uh, Davenport. Uh, He's got pretty good Davenport runs, but I don't know. I, I, just watching him play the outfield, he hasn't looked like amazing from what I've seen. So I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I saw him taking this like a month ago. Uh, it's the lateral quickness that scares me, which is why you keep him in the corner outfield. His arm is great, though. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like a best case scenario, absolute best case, he can be like an Aaron Judge type defender and play center. I feel like that's best case scenario. Aaron Judge is like an elite defensive outfielder. I don't know if that's the yeah. call. You don't you don't want to throw him into center field at Bush Stadium uh, within his first year on the outfield. Yeah, I mean. If you're gonna go from Harrison Bader, you don't want to just run Jordan Walker. Um, I don't think that's like a visual thing that you want to 
see in person. Uh, they've been putting um, I mean, Tyler O'Neill at center lately. Do you think – has Tyler O'Neill been good in center? I haven't even checked. I don't know how the number looks the, – the numbers look, but um, he's been fine. Like, I, I don't think he's been, like, anything crazy, but uh, he hasn't, like, cost – Tyler O'Neill in center, just, it feels – he's just been, like, a left fielder his entire career, feels like. feels weird. It's not visually. I mean, having Harrison Bader in that would kind of ruin my like. Yeah. Yeah, like what? some of the jumps that I watch, I'm like, no one else gets the ball that slowly. I still think Dylan Carlson's the future in center field. I know you guys are you know a little down on him right now, but uh, when he's played out there, he's you know looked pretty good defensively, uh, and. And the bat, I know the power is concerning, but he's still hitting the sweet spot a lot. And uh, I think he's yeah, gonna have a crazy high potential, but I think he's like a solid player. I don't, I don't think Carlson is. I don't think I'm. 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 I'm disagree. I don't think he's the center fielder of the future because he was pretty. I mean, he played center last year when Bader got hurt, and he wasn't very good. And if you're not that particularly good as a corner outfielder, I don't think – I don't know. It just feels like being elite in center – or not elite, like good. feels like it's not incredibly sustainable. It feels like a fluke. I mean, he, he had a lot more experience in center field in the minors. You got to remember yeah, that. And, yeah, 2019. Um, yeah, he wasn't he a center fielder for like most of his – Yeah, he, he, they, he they played like, a lot of stuff. around yeah, they usually like to have them play different positions once they have one triple I think I just want to see him be good in center for a little bit longer. It's, it's 2021 and being very bad in center last year, which kind of scared me into thinking he might not be a great center fielder. And the, I, the thing, though, is, like, offensively, like, he hasn't been, like, god-awful. He's just, like, not good. And – if you're not hitting, then you really it has to be defensive metrics that are going to carry you, and it doesn't seem that it's necessarily elite. I don't know. I mean, I, last year, last year he was 113 WRC plus bat. Yeah, I think we're over. Yeah, we're overreacting to the hitting part. Like he's, I don't know. He's been. I mean, he's still been like an average hitter. Um, the expectation put on young players nowadays. is superstar out the gates which I mean that's simply unrealistic um, if he's an average hitter and above average defender I don't see an issue um, I think it's just the- slightly, I think you can be like a slightly above average hitter and defender and you know overall that's a solid player and you throw in his uh, his uh, base running which is also really good I mean that's like a four win player yeah I think it's just unfair to him because the talk around him when he came up, um, that it was maybe like the next star. John was like, com- compared him to like a Tavares level prospect or full host level prospect. And then this year, um, with the Soto rumors, it's just, I think that's thrown off some of Dylan Carlson. Yeah. I, w- I wonder, I wonder why Dylan Carlson might have gotten so hyped, Mr. Dylan Carlson fan. One thing I I, I, say I will agree with you guys too, because like Tyler O'Neill has had j- as equally as worse offense, 
offensive year as Dylan Carlson, if not even. Uh, probably a bit yes. similar. But he gets more hate than Tyler O'Neill does, and he well, gets more pressure. Tyler O'Neill Tyler at least has shown that he can be a really good offensive player, and Carlson just has not really shown that. I think uh, O'Neill recently has been, you know, actually good offensively. Like, the the numbers backed it up. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess yeah. I understand him playing Dickerson over Carlson right now, but it's still really hard because he has a couple bad weeks and then he doesn't get any playing time. I think it's the acknowledgement that he cannot hit right-handed pitching, and they're probably going to – you don't want him to dig a hole for the rest of his career just because he can't do that right now. Either you have him stop switch hitting um, and have him adjust in the off season. Or you have him working a swing there for now, and don't force him into game time situations against uh, right-handed pitching. Because I mean, he has years to adjust, and you have him under control for the next until like twenty twenty-seven, I think. So it's understandable they have the depth to not actually have him play every day. You just give it time. Since the start of August, Tyler O'Neill has a 118 WRC+. No. Let's go. And he's been crushing the ball, too. He's hitting it. Yeah. Like hard. Around like, I think it's around half the time. Um, I think he's not aggressive enough early in counts. Yeah. That's, I mean, his approach is a lot different this year. He's a lot more selective. Um, not swinging nearly as much on the first pitch, like you said. Um I think O'Neill's one of those hitters where I think he benefits from being aggressive and because um, he he just hits the ball so hard, you know. You, you don't want him wasting uh, opportunities early in the count. Yeah, both him and Corman need to absolutely swing um, as much as possible, um, especially O'Neill. I mean, it's not like he has bad plate discipline when he is aggressive. It's just what he chooses to swing at in the zone is completely different. And I think that's what – and that kind of gets him to fall behind at times. You see pitchers go to sliders at two strikes, and it's not like he's chasing them off the plate, but they're on the corner, and he has to swing at it. And, what, like, you can't do anything with that unless you want, like, a lazy fly ball to right field. So, absolutely, be more aggressive. Be more aggressive. Um, I think that kind of leads into – um, the contrast of this month's offense, which is still good, and last month. Uh, the team should be more aggressive. The team should be more aggressive right now. I I don't want to watch the team score four runs against the Pirates. I want, like, six. Something that I think that they should probably start doing, too, is have Donovan start at second every day and then move Gorman to DH. Especially if you're going to do the platoon right now with wanting Albert versus lefties, too. Um, I think that would make a lot of sense. This offense, though, like, how do you get shut down by Mitch Keller? I know he's been pitching well recently, but how does that happen? Uh, I think it's more concerning that they kind of got shut. They got shut down by the Nats pitching staff which is a lot more concerning. And they actually had Goldschmidt and Arenado in the lineup. True. 
I'll let Kareem comment before I overreact. Uh, all right. Um, even the best offensive teams have tough stretches. I'm not too concerned. Like, these guys are really talented hitters. And, you know, if they're going to struggle, I want it to be now and not in the postseason. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, if it was just like a regular struggle, I wouldn't even care about it at all. But I, 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 it is a little concerning. Well, not concerning. It's just a little annoying because it's coming against the Nationals and the Pirates. Um, I think it's one of those struggles because when you see the Cardinals struggle, it's not like they're striking out a lot or um, whiffing at pitches. Um, you're seeing one of those swing mechanic uh, slumps where they hit lazy fly balls. Or maybe just roll over and hard ground balls. And, I mean, it's normal. It happens to them. That's why they're top five in the league in pop-up percentage. Because when they do slump, it's not like they're completely missing pitches. It's just they're getting under the ball a little bit. So, yeah, it's not too concerning. I really don't care about it. Um, they're still a top two offense regardless. So, they'll break out of it at some point. Like, if they drop... Like seven and a half runs per game, per game against the Brewers this week. That's not surprising to me. It's just random variance that happens in the season. They were playing at like a one forty five WRC play pace for like a month and a half, and teams. I mean, that's not normal. And you're gonna regress at some point. And when you do, like a one ten WRC plus looks terrible when you're decreasing by thirty points. So like, it's not something to care about. It's annoying. Because it's the Nationals and Pirates, and you expect like seven runs a game, but happens. It's baseball. Yeah. Um. I, I Jeff was talking about Albert Pujols, and I just I would like to segue that into just discussing Albert Pujols and just how special this this month has been. Like, it's been. It all started with the Blue Jay series, like right after pretty much we um right after our last episode, but he's just been, he's just been incredible. And it's, I, it's, it's, it's weird because I, I, we, I didn't think any chance he got, he was getting to 700. Weren't and, we, weren't we complaining about him being in the lineup that day? Yeah. I think we were. Yeah. I think I went in a rant about that too. It's I mean, yeah. It's actually incredible though, what he's doing. Uh, he hit I, an awful field home run against a right-handed pitcher. I, I, he, I mean, I guess he's been saving, saving the, all this. I don't, I don't even like. It's, it's kind of like makes us speechless just because it goes against everything we've been saying the whole season, and like I don't think anyone was expecting this, but it's been like Brady said, it's been incredible. I mean, he's gonna get to seven hundred at this point. Um, honestly, I'm just trying to. I'm I'm hoping that I'll get tickets and that I'll be at that game. That would be insane. How much? Yeah. How much? Uh, how much money do you think the ball is gonna go for? Oh, thousands of dollars. Thousands? You're talking about thousands? Hundreds of thousands? I don't know. I'm going at least a million. You want a million? I don't know. Um, pretty special though. I mean, yeah. I mean. My favorite player growing up, and I, I didn't have expectations for him to 
even get close to a early what is it what is it now the eleventh um yeah I didn't have expectations for him to be like approaching seven hundred by mid that just wasn't realistic so what's happening now him crushing balls over a hundred ten miles per hour that's just I don't know how to describe it it's like watching him as a child because I'm at the edge of my seat and not cringing each at back. When when our rule steps up against a left-handed pitcher, it's actually like it's 2010, and like I'm expecting something big to happen. I'm expecting a Albert Pujols something, a hit, a home run, anything. I just expect it. Yeah. Cream. I, like, I feel like he's been utilized a lot better in the second half. Um, in the second half, he has a 214 WRC plus. Like, that's incredible. And, like, 110 plate appearances. Like, it's not like, you know, he hasn't played a ton. Like, that's that's still a good amount of uh, plate appearances. 11 home runs. I, he's he's, he's going to get to 700 for sure, in my opinion. Like, three home runs till the end of the year. That's not, that's not too much. Yeah, with the extra games in October, <clears throat> especially – those extra games against the Pirates, I think it's pretty pretty likely that he gets to 700. What does he have, three or four more weeks left? I mean, I think, yeah. He, yeah. I think he can hit and, a home run easily in a week, once a week. And yeah, and the San Diego and L.A. trip, he's going to be facing at least two or three yeah. left-handed starters. Um, and you're telling me if they don't get up, if they, if they don't win the division the last six games, no matter what, he's going to play every day? Depends on where the Braves and Mets are. Right? Um, I think either, I either think way. By end of September, by like September like twentieth, twenty first, twenty second, our pools is going to be starting every day at that point. Yes. Um, I think he's at. Well, what's the schedule? It's Milwaukee, and then you have Cincinnati, and then you have that road trip. Yeah. And then you get the Pirates. Um. I think he does it. I think he comes close against Cincinnati. Who do you? I, I didn't even think about this. Who do I want it to be against? I want it to be a home game, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You want it? I want him to. It's either if it's not a home game in LA. Get like Tyler Anderson. If, yeah, Tyler Anderson. Give, give me that. Kershaw. Kershaw, actually. Oh, yeah. Kershaw. Kershaw would would be incredible if he did it. That would be beautiful. I'm hoping he does it. Oh wow, our our last okay. So I I think he's gonna get it before we face Pittsburgh, but like I I guess it's Cincinnati, right? We would have. They Bill DeWitt will tell him to save it for the last series. If it's guaranteed six guaranteed guaranteed six shutouts. I mean, yeah, uh, sellouts in a row. If uh if it's not gonna be in LA or not in LA in St. Louis against LA wait we already no in LA fuck okay in LA against like Kershaw then I would want it to be against a division rival so like the Reds or Pirates yeah. Offer Burns I mean think about it they're gonna have five games against Cincinnati you're telling me you can't hit a couple this weekend I th- I think he could it's it or that's again, in St. Louis. is that in Cincinnati or St. Louis no it's St. Louis. I'm at against Cincinnati. Uh, a couple? I don't know. 
one, I think it's a five-game series. Yeah. I think you get one or two. One or two, the, the, like, the next week. Are, are um, they facing Ashby this week? No. No, it's a bullpen game. It's right? a yeah, bullpen game on Tuesday and Burns on Wednesday. I bet they'll start him on Tuesday. They yeah. should start on both games and give us – you should get two home runs on the bullpen game and then one off of Burns. Make it easy for us. <laughs> but, yeah, in all seriousness, I truly – I think it's going to happen in L.A. In L.A. That's, that's what the people want. That is. If that happens, everyone's talking about it. It's in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be even more impressive if it's off like Kershaw or Anderson. Yes. The greatest pitcher of the generation versus the greatest hitter of the generation. Wow. I love wow. Long. I don't know. It's good. It's going to oh, be the final month. I mean, we're still up. Are we? Yeah, we're still up eight games. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not concerned zero about zero worry. That's what's so nice is just coming into this month with zero worry. Yeah, just play just, pools every day. Every day, yeah. like I, I don't even care at this point. Yeah, split this week. Win three. No, actually, win four against the Reds. Carefree. There's like a ninety. Like there's, they can't even move up. There's a ninety. There's an over ninety percent chance the Cardinals are the three seed. So. Really, there's, yeah. there's not even much to play for at this point. It's kind of just making sure you get our pools at this point. I mean, yeah, I wanna, while we're I, talking this, like, what do you guys, where do you guys assume we're going to end up with win total? Because I'm guessing 94, 95. 95. Yeah, 94, not somewhere in like the 94 to 96 range. This just makes it so funny about the, like, Las Vegas. They had us at, uh, like eighty five and a half for over under win total at the beginning of the year. No, I'm pretty it's, sure. Fan, I'm pretty sure Fangraphs was like eighty two. That's insane. And it's funny. Every yeah, you're supposed to bet the the over on that, and it's usually like eighty nine that everyone has the Cardinals at, or yeah. not the lines themselves, but that's usually where they end up at. Ninety five is um, you don't usually see that out out of a Cardinals team. Like I feel like season. this is a good step. I feel like this season has been a good step for the, the future, for the building of this team. Offensively, yeah, yes. I feel like they learned a lot this year, especially the front office about their players and what they should go after. Obviously, the trade deadline, the pitchers we got weren't sh- strikeout starters, but like the fact they actually did something, um, and it worked. It actually works for you when you do something, uh, and the deadline and then also like the offense there's just so many there's so much depth to it right now and there's only there's more coming up um and an incredible talents like jordan walker and mason win too it's it's really this is i think this is the start um of the new court i think the best thing i've seen especially like out of marmol and the analytics department is the ability to adapt with the lineup um like it used to be Tommy Edmond batting leadoff every day. Now it's you have Lars batting leadoff. He goes cold. Move up Donovan. I mean, you had Edmond hitting second because he was red hot. They're gonna move him down eventually. It's it's not the same thing every day except Cody and Arenado turning four. So it's, it's fun seeing them master offense um, for a long term 
season. Like I, Mike Mike Show made me so mad because yeah. the lineup was the same every single day. This and now this it's, Cardinals team feels like kind of like the beginning of like a kind of a new era. And last year's second half was like the little preview. I but agree. Yeah, this is, this is probably the best Cardinals team since like 2013, 2015. Yes. 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 And even look how they drafted this year. They they took Cooper Herjerpy. Okay. 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 We I can't I can't give them credit for that. Pitching wise, I cannot. Um, they they still suck at pitching. I don't know. I just feel like they might have a different. I don't know. Maybe they took they, they took Bryson Motts and uh, uh, what's his name Pete Hansen with their uh, next two no, picks. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. I can't. We just kind of fell into that one, uh, the Jerpy pick. Just yeah, lucky. they got lucky. They got lucky. I I do believe that they'll probably make a change for pitching, like in terms of organizational philosophies this offseason. Is that like a belief I have for, based off of knowledge, but feeling? Like it's impossible to watch. Like Dakota Hudson today at Triple A was awful. It was absolutely awful. Um. And he's going to start this weekend, isn't he? On the doubleheader. No, no. no. That's what they I said. said that. That, that's they said that. Oh, I thought we were. Rid of, I thought we were done with this. I thought we were done. Oh my god! They were going to send him down to tweak a couple things out so he could start this weekend against the Reds. Well, I, really hope, I hope they make the smart move, even though I'm not that big on Jake Woodford, but start him over Hudson. No, no. How about what? Just use an over. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have time to see who's good and bad. You don't. It's not like you're in a sweaty division race right now. Would you? Would you mind them calling up Libertor for that start? Twenty seventh man. God. I'd rather. I'd rather have that than Hudson. It doesn't even matter. Like yeah. it's we got same the third. Result. We got the third spot in the NL yeah. regardless. I'll just choose not to watch that game. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to bring up Hudson if I had to guess, but it doesn't even matter. Wait, did you did you say the doubleheader? What day was it? Saturday. Ah, uh, okay. Actually, no, it's doing. Instead of watching the Cardinals game, I'll just watch college football. Well, you want to watch Mizzou? You want to watch Mizzou? Yeah, is that no, what I, I will actively watch every other game besides Mizzou. <laughs> well, how about Texas, baby? Uh, no, no. I was watching that game in my living room, and it, it, that game that made me that pissed me off. There was like a million ways Texas could have won that. Texas game. fumbled that game so hard, but whatever. Um, yeah, everyone so, knew that, that was rigged. Kareem, I have a question for you. What is your playoff rotation right now? Um, <clears throat> Montgomery one, uh, Michaelis two. Oh, it gets hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it gets hard. I'd, I'd say I'd say Wayno Wayno three, and that last spot. Uh, on to Flaherty and Quintana. It's it's Ooh. between those two. I'd like to see them stretch out mats, but that's not happening. Um, I'll say I'll say Quintana four. They should do it based on matchup. I yeah, that would be smart. But what would you do in a three game series? Would you go? Because Montgomery, yeah, Michael, Wainwright. 
against Tula. So right now, would it be the Padres or Phillies? Padres. Padres. I, I pray it's the Padres. I pray. I pray it's the Padres too. If it's the Padres, I, I pray it's do. not the Brewers. I pray it's not the Brewers because the Brewers, they would have like a free win. They, they, the Corbin they, Burns start with them would just be a free win. And I do not like it, that. They don't even deserve it. It's, they don't deserve that. That's um, yeah. For the Padres, I would. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously Montgomery won. It wouldn't surprise me if they went right, went right, one and pissed everyone off, and we lost that game. Like, if I see Adam Wainwright, it's not. I'm not watching. What um, about this? You should. They should line up Waino to. To start against um, Snell. Um, where would Snell? You're gonna, score, you're gonna score runs off Snell. I cannot guarantee that, because he might accidentally start throwing fastball slow, and it's game over. Um, but um, Monty one, Michaelis two. I don't know, it doesn't matter. Oh uh, yeah, I would go Wainwright three. And I think against the Padres, I have Flaherty over Quintana. Yeah, if it's the Phillies, there's zero way I'm starting. I'm starting Wainwright. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just would just destroy him. Wainwright's kind of iffy right now. Montgomery would be a good matchup against the Phillies with other left-hand hitters. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if Flaherty or Quintana would be like better no, than not Flaherty, you go Quintana. You go Quintana. You go Quintana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to use chiral cutters. But like, let's be honest, that's not what they would do. I don't believe that's not what they would do. I feel like they're going to pitch Wayne right no matter what in the wild card series. Yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. It's just I, not realistic fear, to expect. Yeah. Them. My 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 fear my fear is that they start him in a game one. <laughs> against Wheeler. Oh my god. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that, that happens. I'm just not watching. I'm not, I'm not allowed to say that stuff now. I have a Phillies I have a fan I have a friend that's a Phillies fan. Oh my god, he would never let me get out of that. Yeah, okay. I we need to play the Padres. Yeah, we need to play the Padres. Please we need to play the Padres. Yes, by law, by law now, I'm technically not allowed to Going a full rant and slander about the Cardinals. So yes, please, please give me San Diego. Please give me San Diego. Wait, wait, I'm confused. What do you mean by that? You know, uh, we will learn tomorrow. Yeah, we'll we'll, tomorrow. we'll probably learn pretty soon. While... Oh God, <laughs> we got big news. Big news uh, is loading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well then, we're going uh, Hollywood. We're going Hollywood. Okay. Break, My question break is. Braves or Mets? Who would you rather face? Uh, Mets. Mets. Yes. Let's go. I mean, I don't think okay. Braves or Dodgers? Braves or Dodgers? Oh, uh, Dodgers. This, this is yeah. Braves. Dodgers. Dodgers. Right. Dodgers. I As think in, you would rather face them, or I would rather face the Dodgers. Yes. I would. Ra- I would. Rather yeah. Face the Braves. I think so I'd so agree. Good. The Dodgers are a better team, but yes, I'd agree. The Braves, match up Braves? Against them. Dude, they, the Braves would absolutely hammer our pitching. Dude, they have two they free wins. If they, if they start Strider two games. Yes, I'm not watching a Spencer Strider versus yeah. Cardinals lineup for the third time this year. Is that crazy like, that I'd rather face Max Fraser than Spencer Strider? 
No. It's not crazy because I'm not, and I'm not watching either one of those games. But, but yeah, Spencer Fighters know. already done enough to me. Because let's think about it. The, the the Dodgers rotation is like Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw, Andrew Heaney, and Tyler Anderson. <laughs> and again, those well, are like, very good pitchers. If you throw away the name brand and how they utilize them, however, if you're not match up with the team pitching specifically. I don't care about offense. Um, it's the Dodgers because your offense can match up with their offense. As surprising and stupid as they might sound to some people, like the Braves hit every single ball hard out of the zone in the zone. So if you don't have good stuff, you're getting crushed. Yeah, I, I would say yeah. the the ideal path for like the Cardinals in the playoffs is they're the three seed, which they're going to be. And then they hopefully face the Padres in the, in the wild card. And then hopefully the Mets get the two seeds so you can face them instead of the Braves in the divisional series. And then you go, hopefully you beat them and face probably the Dodgers, which you also have a decent matchup against. That's ideal scenario. But I'm not, sh- I'm not quite sure that the Dodgers are like a lock to make the NLCS. Like I feel like they're going to have to face the Braves if Braves don't win. win. Oh, oh, dude! Bra- Braves Dodgers would have like NLCS vibes, but it's. I feel like it, it's going to be the NLD. I don't actually. I don't know who's going to win the East. I feel I like think, it's the Braves. The Mets. The Mets I, have the. I think the Braves have the better team. I think they have the better team, but I think the Mets are going to win the East. I mean, the Braves. The Mets have that easy schedule. The Braves lost a heartbreaker today. Did you guys see it? Yeah, um, I yeah. saw the Julio Rodriguez home run. Yeah, I, honestly. I, at all costs, I want to avoid the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. They're the scariest team in the playoffs. Like, I'd rather face the Astros than the Braves. That's no. Insane. No. No. You just haven't you just haven't watched a game of Frederick Valdez versus your team. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Oh, I've been watching a lot of Astros recently. I, I don't want to watch 27 ground outs. For what reasons on the podcast, but I have been watching the Astros a lot. Good. And they've been helping me. Yeah, have you, have you been scouting the competition? Um, no, but they've been helping me. That's all I can say. Oh, you can't expand on why? No, um, not legally, but... Oh, okay, okay. Um, no, I, I'd rather 100% face the Braves and the Astros. I do wish we were an AL team, though. Oh, God. Dude, imagine if we were in the AL Central. Dude, I'd lo- I would love to be in the AL Dude, the White Sox so, are going to win that division. Someone tell me why the NL Central got a lot of flack this offseason for being an, in quote, bad, terrible okay. There are division. two divisions in the AL in the AL that are worse than the NL Central. Probably three. Actually, yeah, uh, two. two. Name them. I mean, the AL West and the AL Central. Yeah, I mean it's literally I would the Astros in those out of those two divisions. Yeah, yeah, and Man- the Yankees Man- are also just a cupcake team. Man- the Man- Yankees aren't yeah. good. Yeah, the AL East is just a bunch of it's just a bunch of mid level teams that are getting yeah. a lot of wins because the rest of the AL sucks. Look at the Baltimore Orioles. I know their pitching is better now, but I mean. Their their rotation is not. How are they even in talk? I mean, they're not in talk anymore to make the playoffs. I think the Mariners kind of have that now for the third seed or the second seed. But 
Mariners are like a legit team, though. They I are. Believe, they are. I believe. But um, I think it's like, but, the, like the Astros are going to steamroll everyone. Yeah, that, yeah, I, 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 I don't. Feels, it feels just like the the NL playoffs is just the the Astros Invitational. It feels like no, the, whatever the Braves Dodgers series is, if it's the NLDS and NLCS, that is the real World Series. I can't say. I mean, I think Cardinals Mets and Braves Dodgers would be like. Like that, that's going to be peak MOB television in terms of like series watching. And to so lead many, up, there's so many storylines in all of this. Yeah. yeah and I, either you get, yeah, if you, if you get like a St. Louis Dodgers and say, yeah, the Cardinals Dodgers NLCS or like a Mets Braves NLCS, you know how good that would be. All four of those teams, though, you have a huge storyline yeah. revolving around all of them. Cardinals, you have Yachty and Wayno's, or I mean, Yachty and Pools' last ride. The Mets, you have this new – the Mets are finally good again. They actually made the playoffs. You got Scherzer to Grom. Then you got the Dodgers, who probably are going to just win 100, over 110 games. And then you have and the Mets, won the World Series. No, no. Imagine imagine you get back-to-back games, like, game, like a, a game in New York, and you get the Diaz interest. A game in St. Louis, you get the healthy entrance. That would be so good. That would be so electric. Yes. I know, the NL has a lot of exciting things going on. Man, I if if the Cardinals just enter the playoffs and lose in the wild card series, I'm gonna be so disappointed. I don't think they will. No, they won't. I, I'm really glad they get three I'm pretty sure it's three home games, right? Three home games. Yeah, Which yeah and they don't lose they don't lose at Bush against Acro teams. This is the best part of them actually winning the central though, is if they were to tie with Philly, Philly would have the advantage. If uh yeah, if we if we play the Padres three games in Bush, I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Very. I think Wayno goes seven with one run, like ten strikeouts. <laughs> Didn't he do that against the Padres earlier this year? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that. I remember that he owns the Padres. Dude, that that was the our pools walk off and the Lars Newpar uh, throw extra innings. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That game. Oh, speaking of Lars, I don't think we got to speak about Lars enough. Um, Graham mentioned him earlier, and now he's something. However, however, would you consider him as the third best player, position player on this team? Yes. Nope. No. Edmonds better. Oh, Edmonds. Yes. Yeah. Tom Edmonds better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Edmonds does have like a 110 WRC plus. The last so, couple of weeks have saved a season, though. Yes. Yeah, he, he might not. He's a six-war player already. What? Like, that's insane that he's he, already. He, he, I think Brandon Donovan's a better player than, uh, you know, at least right now. Than Lars? Yeah. I mean, no. Just, but, I mean, I think, I think. I don't know. Just I, because Lars defensively in one position that's still been really good. And the bats are kind of the same. Yeah, versatility does bring stuff. I, I don't think that's measured properly. They need to give me a versatility stat, or I can just make it myself. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd say uh, this is the fun thing about this, because we're talking about probably three to four win players 
um, year to year and discussing who's better. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. The team's in a really good spot, at least offensively, for the foreseeable future. Like, so many young, talented hitters. Um, like, we're, we're set. Burleson just coming up. Lucky. Yeah. Yes, I I can't I can't wait until the Burleson hot streak. That's that's kind oh. of needed. Then you the, can... the one hole is catcher. Yeah, but yeah, we got. I think they're gonna do something this off season. They're gonna. Tra- I feel like they're gonna trade for a catcher. There's yeah, no I, way I to... think I think next year, the two catchers that are currently on the Cardinals roster, I don't think they will be in St. Louis anymore. Is that counting Yachty? I, I, yeah, he's saying no. Okay. He's saying Kiz and Yachty won't be here. I can very easily see a shot. Actually, I can't see that because he's very valuable. But let me train. I, I went Sean Murphy really badly. Would you trade Herrera for Murphy? Yes. I don't think, yes. I don't think he's I wouldn't even think of What? I don't know if the A's would do that, though. It'd probably be no, Herrera. It would take, and like, it would take a lot more than that. A lot more yeah. than just Herrera. Who would you be willing to give up? Um, given that the catcher position will be very volatile, even more than it is. Um, Burleson, Yvonne. We don't have pitching back. I can't name a pitcher. Libertor. Uh, yeah, I wish. I wish. <laughs> Um, any fifty grade pot, yeah, Gristafo. I, I wish again. Yes, yes, I would. Did you guys see the rumor that we're going to be interested in uh, Wilson Contreras? Obviously, it's from a not in great credible source, but they still. Uh, I hope. I hope that doesn't happen. I don't want Wilson Contreras, really. Really want him. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't think we need a catcher that's like a one. Obviously, like you wouldn't mind it, but like putting that money in a like, I think they could afford having a catcher that's like a below average hitter, good defender, and spend that money more on pitching. Uh, I think that would yeah. make more sense. What, like, what actually, we, this off season, dude, thinking, and actually uh, pitching, Carlos Rodon. Yeah. Um, changing your pitching philosophy in physical games with your pitchers. Yeah, that's big. Yes. Um, who else is available? You have to trade for someone. Um, isn't Verlander free agent? It's not going to happen though. Yeah. No. Yeah, he is, but Tyler. I don't know. <laughs> Would they know how to use Tyler Anderson? Probably not. Yeah, exactly. The the pitching market's kind of weak in terms of free agents outside the obvious. Yeah. Um, um maybe they're really gonna Kershaw. have to rely on them. Kershaw's gonna Kershaw? be Kershaw's not gonna sign with us. Uh I mean I don't think he's gonna get paid that much. Hypothetically, the best thing you can do for pitching is Develop for yourself so you don't have to overpay for like a 30 year old pitcher. Because yeah. that doesn't always work out. 
they should really be focusing on spending money within like like internally to improve pitching. And with the catching situation, I would like to take a flyer with Austin Allen. At least as a backup. As a backup. I still think but, they need uh, to add someone. Like, it doesn't I, have to be someone, like, good. But, you know, at least uh, with MLB experience as, at a serviceable level. I just want I just want anything other than Kisner and Yachty behind the plate next year, please. Kisner's been hitting better recently. I I know, and I don't care. It's not. He's he's been in the league for like four years, and he's has never even been close to being an above average hitter. He's also. I mean, also yeah, framing's awesome. He can't play defense. He can't frame. Can't do it. It's improved this year, but it's like no, not that long term. Twenty-seven. I mean, do you guys really think that you're going to give up on Kisner? No, I, I don't I see that happening. I mean, it's not like Kisner was some like big prospect. They're not. They're not paying him that much. I mean, I think he was like top five in their system at one point. Really? Yeah. I do not remember Kisner being that highly ranked. But oh. Back to the topic of the team, I kind of lost everything. Um, yep. Uh, where do I where do I go with that? <laughs> do we can we have some realistic playoff expectations? Uh, NLDS. NLDS. NLDS or like NLCS, one of those two. I'm set on NLCS. That's anything. Below that, it's a disappointment for It's just really hard because you have four really big – you have four really good teams in the NL. That's so, true. And us probably right now being considered the worst, even though I think we are better than the Mets. I, uh, I, th- I, think, I think people overrate the Mets a little bit. I, I agree. I think the Cardinals – I think they're on like – they're on their level. I agree. Yes, I agree. I agree. Who who would we play in the NLDS? Um, either the Mets or Braves. Whoever yeah. I that suffering through the ch- yeah yeah I definitely want to play. I don't want to watch the chop for another series. I for many I mean, either either way that that series is gonna be tough. Yeah, because you, yeah you get Degrom and Scherzer and I. I don't know if I want to sit through that either. I think getting to or the NLDS. Specific. I think getting to the NLDS is like good enough expectations for this team. Like I, I don't know if the pitching is good enough to beat either of those two teams. Yeah, definitely yeah, possible, but I don't know if it's likely. Like my biggest hope is just like a couple games at Bush. Yeah. Like establish the playoff atmosphere again. Like the 2019 playoff atmosphere was just boring. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, I got, I got, actually, in the there was like in like game four of the, the Braves game, it was good. But like the stadium was never like. Yeah, like remember like 2013 to 2015. 
We need that atmosphere like like it was during the Yankee series. That's what we need. Oh, it'll be yeah. back. I like I just feel it. There's some like everyone knows yeah, with, especially with our pools, it's definitely gonna be back. This is the last everyone ride, knows. last play. It's been back for about a month. It's been back for about a month and it's fun. See what happens when you actually go out and acquire someone at the deadline. Yeah, or you get Albert Pujols back in your team. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's. I like. Have you guys been to how many games have you guys been to this summer? I've been to like I think like four or five, four, four. I want to say six. Say I think it was eight. A couple of those were before the deadline, and if we remember that how the team was like five hundred. Games were kind of like slow and wasn't as packed. And then I went to a couple after the deadline. It was it just changed. I remember the Cubs. The Cubs series was amazing. You know what's really nice about going to since I go to SLU, um, we have like the MetroLink right next to us. So and we get like a MetroLink pass, so like we don't have to pay. So like I'll just give you guys that. Yeah, so I just have to pay like six bucks, and that's the whole night. Uh, Dude, going the game—it's so nice. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I really love that they did did that for us. That's great. Yeah, that's actually like really good. So good, good for you guys. That's a good thing for St. Louis in general to like get more people using the MetroLink. You know. Yes, they need to up the trend, the public transportation. Every city in America should do that. Yes, every city in America should do that. Um, not that this is a political uh, podcast, but uh, <laughs> we well, need better public tra- transportation in order to get to sports games. Exactly. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay sports thirty dollars. This is sports related. Yes, it's it's insane that the the ticket prices are like at Patriots games. I heard like. My class a couple of days ago, they said the average ticket price is like three hundred dollars. Yeah, NFL games are just—they're ridiculous. Yes, and you have to pay for parking: ten dollars beers, ten dollars hot dogs, seven dollars sodas. I've been to like—I've been to like one Rams game in my entire life when I was like seven years old, and I'm probably never going to go to an NFL game again. It's—it's it's very sad. I feel like, you know, you probably have a lot of life left to live, so I feel like that's still a possibility, baby. No. <laughs> I think I the, one thing I wanna, the one thing I want to do um, while I'm in Peoria for college, go to Peoria's Chiefs game. Oh, that would be so fun. I've heard that they set up inter- entertainment each inning. I don't like a minor league game, but it's kind of – I think they're actual fans in Peoria, Illinois, that like the Chiefs. Must must be it must be kind of Try sad that. though when like they're when Tink Hintz is up. Hold up. Yeah, like yeah. you don't have any sustain. Yeah, yeah, because like we're, we're one of, your of the team. You don't have like favorite players for a while. Like you're not gonna get a jersey. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not gonna get. A jersey. Actually, I would, I would, I would 100 percent get a minor league jersey. Would you get Tink Hintz's? I know you would. Yeah, I mean, don't they come out with like certain designs for jerseys? Each game. Oh, that's right. Each week. I would hundred yeah, percent buy that. I see it now. If if like a guy in the minors on your team had with like is a legend and you have his jersey, you can like totally wear that to games and everyone everyone's gonna love you. Yeah, and no one else is gonna have that. I look different. Yeah, like when and Tink Hintz is 
a three-time Cy Young winner. It's kind of like guy for Royals. All your shots, you know. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, Kareem, Kareem, because I know you love prospects. You pull up to Peoria, Illinois, uh, next year, and we go to that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, minor league tickets are more expensive than Bush Stadium tickets. What of that? It's kind of it's kind of insane that they're more expensive. Well, well I mean, well, Bush Stadium is a revenue, though. You know? Bush true. Stadium can house a lot more people in it than that's minor- true. So there's less supply and more demand. Like I can get like a six dollar ticket in the bleachers to Bush Stadium. I think the tickets here. I are love that. I love that so much. Yeah, they don't have that in like Chicago. Yeah, Chicago they're like twenty twenty five bucks. I I guess it's different in St. Louis. Sports in general are different in St. Louis. Um, how they're run, as we're used to. At least make them a playoffs each year. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. any last words? A shout out? Uh, I mean, I don't really think so. Um, let me, let me, let me think of one. Think of one. Graham, you can go. You go first. Um, thanks guys for having me on. Um, Again, if you guys want to want to follow me, it's Cardinals Prospects at on Instagram and Kareem SSN on Twitter. So, yeah, yes, go drop a follow. Great follow. Um, actually, I do have one. Um, happy birthday to STL Sports Central. Uh, he's twenty one now. He's legally able to drink if his broken leg allows him to. So, happy birthday there. Uh-huh. Um, yes, nothing else. Nothing else for Friday. Let's see. Uh, I would like to say yes. that is just uh, sorry. You know what? Sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry. I spoke. No, you know, Brady. You go. You go. Okay. Okay. Um, it's just I'm gonna soak in this last last month. I'm gonna soak in the last career plate appearances of Molina and Pujols, and I'm really just gotta soak it in, especially comes playoff time. It's just gonna it's gonna be surreal when I don't know. It's they've Molina, especially Molina, has been here for so long. It's gonna be weird going into a season without Yadier Molina on the roster. Oh wait, 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 wait. Hold on, that was the most respectful thing you've ever said. <laughs> it included it included Yadier Molina. Wait, wait a look, second. Look. Wow, boy. Yadier Molina. He's been he's been he's my favorite. He's, he's, he's my Yadier Molina is my like, favorite is, player of all time. An icon. He's an icon in the city. Yeah, guys, 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 I, I, just to clarify, I want Yadier Molina playing every day. Um, he's my favorite player on the current team. It might not seem like it. Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell, but he's certainly my favorite player on the team. I, I would never slander him. You know, I've been a little, little frustrated with this play, especially, especially this year. It's been a little frustrating, but you know. He's a legend. Yes. Okay. No, nothing. No more words for you. Um. Okay. I would like to shout out my roommates who were very quiet while I recorded this. Uh, oh, lucky. Yeah. Um. So that was nice of them. Um. Also, Albert. Like that. This has just been great watching him. Um. 
just does, it doesn't even feel real. And these are the kind of things that like we actually will be telling our kids. I'm not trying to act like fucking Dan McLaughlin right now, but <laughs> it is it is it is he is right. Like yeah, are we like are we ever gonna see a player who's gonna be fourth all time in home runs? Like a Jordan that's Walker, part of our team and a part of our organization uh, that we Jordan Walker. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, Lars Upar. We asked Lars Upar. He might be first. I don't know. He, I think he's going to be the first player in the 800 club, personally. Ah, uh, yes, Lars. Yes, I. he might play until he's 50. He will be grinding the pepper up until 50 years old. Yeah. Oh, I, speaking of, because uh, you brought up roommates who are quiet, uh, once they hit this part, they will know that I will be reporting them to the RA. Um, the next time that they start yelling at Monet during the podcast. You're a narc. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Narc uh, Yes, I am a narc. Actually, it's into a group chat uh, that someone in, like, a room next to us was too loud. Oh. They got busted. They got busted for alcohol. I think I'm going to end it there, though. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you, Kareem, for uh, coming on. Um, and thank you all who listened. Like uh, Peyton did mention earlier, there will be an announcement coming soon um, that we're really excited to announce to everyone. And uh, hopefully that we take a take a nice step forward. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll just kind of leave it there. And uh, hopefully we'll have an we'll have a podcast out before the playoffs. Um, I'm pretty sure we will. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, I All think right. the goal is like right, right before the playoffs. Like playoff yes. predictions. Yes, right before. We'll, we'll give you guys a preview. By like, I think that's the 7th or 8th of October. Yeah. But yes, we will update you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>